If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Well, I did not get uh, a lot. I did not do a lot of good iron shots. Um, I drove it well, um, but my iron shots weren't were not very good. I didn't get the ball very close. I got to a great start and didn't keep it keep it going. And uh, I really didn't give myself any looks for uh, for birdie. You know, I was uh, you know struggling trying to get the ball you know, on the green and uh, missed quite a few iron shots both ways. So it was a it was a frustrating day. That is Tiger Woods, who shoots a four over par 74. It's par 70 there uh, at Southern Hills. And, you know, what's crazy is watch the first five or six holes, and Tiger looked super comfortable and uh, and really, I thought, was doing a nice job. But um, his swing looked great, Casey. Uh, I was getting excited a little bit. I mean, I'm not too excited. But he got it to two under through, like, five holes. Yeah. And the scoring was pretty good. And you're like, hey, man, that's pretty good stuff. And, and uh, he... Yeah, okay, bogeys won. That's fine. Uh, you're going to do that in major championships. But then 9-10. Uh, hey, actually, it wasn't okay for well, him to bogey one, right? Because some of us had a bet that somebody in that group would make, make a birdie on one. And guess what? Nobody did. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, 18, by the way, because he started the back then. So 18th hole, first hole, second hole, he bogeyed them all. Like, you can't go on that kind of stretch and have a good round. And what's interesting is... He started off pretty well at the Masters and couldn't get home. He started off pretty well today in the round and couldn't get home. And I just think, listen, that's just the nature of it. I mean, what did Jordan Spieth shoot? Did he end up two over? Two, yep. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jordan Spieth's like one of the odds-on favorites to win, and he shot two over. Tiger's played his fifth competitive round in two years, and he shot four over. You know, like, is that really that bad? No. You know what's <laughs> funny, though, about that kind of thing is, like, so when we uh, hit, like, some national sports centers and stuff here on ESPN 690, they'll be like, and Tiger Woods, just nine back of the lead. I'm like, what do you mean just nine back of the lead? Yeah. Like, nine. how? here's my thing. Like, why is that the, like, I understand it's Tiger, but, like, instead of saying that, like, I don't know, maybe say other people that are in contention. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's um, notables. When That's you, when we go to the notables board. When you get to nine off the lead, I think it's better we just not say it at all. All right, so give me an update. I've been sweating out here at Baldwin. I love every minute of it. Uh, having a lot of fun. The folks are great. Uh, getting ready for a big softball game. And, again, uh, since uh, I came out here, there are now four or five more pickup trucks oh my. Uh, out here with me. So um, You got the speaker going? At one. I, I do have the speaker going. Hello. I think. What's up, talk? people? Hello? Brent? Yeah, they can hear it. I was just trying to say hello to the fellow people that are out there with you. Yeah, the, well, a lot of here's what happened. There's not as many people as trucks. They came oh. and parked their truck. That's see, that's right they there. Left. That's an intellectual move. This is not their first rodeo, Brent. You know what I'm saying? They know they what's know going what on. Doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, this will be a great crowd here tonight. No doubt about it. It'll be a great crowd. So uh, that is pretty cool. All right, give me the update on uh, the PGA Championship. Rory had a terrific round. Yep. And look out, is he still in the league? He's still in the lead at five under par. You got a couple guys in at four under. Uh, Will Zalatoris being one. Tom Hogue, your guy, being another. Uh, Matt Kuchar, Abraham Anser, Christian Kirk, Mito Pereira, who might have been a uh, Power T Picks of the Week on the Dream 18 show. Ooh. Uh, and a few others, including Shoffley, Cam Smith, Kevin Na, Davis Riley, JT, and Matt Fitzpatrick are all at two under. Uh, and then after that, you got a, a ton of guys at one under, but you've got. 13 guys in the mix, but Rory leads at five under par. 
Uh, and he gave a couple back, by the way, too. Uh, Rory did, but overall played brilliantly off the tee and also around the greens and made some putts. So uh, Rory McIlroy, keep an eye on him, and I think that uh, he has been playing better golf too. So it's good to uh, see him playing and back. There's nothing like seeing those names. There are some weird names on the top of that leaderboard too, which you get in the PGA Championship because you get like 20 pros playing that you've never heard of. Um, and it's a huge field, 156. So you'll get some names that you're not accustomed to, uh, which I like seeing that, too. Those are cool stories. But at the end of the day, seeing those big names, now you're saying Thomas is, is doing well in the afternoon because the wind's apparently picked up late morning and into the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I think they can gust around 30. So uh, what's, what's fascinating to me about the PGA Championship, Casey, is the greens are slow. Like, yes, correct. That, that's, we're not used to that. Well, I guess we're used to that, like the Open Championship. But if you think about tournament golf and you think about major golf and big golf, you think about like Shinnecock, right, in August, uh, sure. August, Augusta, and you think about like these fast greens. Well, that's not the case here because if they had them like super fast, they'd be impossible because of the undulation. Mm-hmm. And we can't really see that on TV that well. Uh, but even like right out of the gates, you could see the first group, Tiger, and, well, Tiger had like a short putt because he stuffed it. But uh, Spieth and, and McElroy left it like a foot and a half short, which you don't see tour pros do. Yeah. And, and so they're going to have to get accustomed to that speed, and then wind could play a factor. Um, no, not many people think the scoring will be super low, but I think the scoring here in day one has been pretty good. Yeah, I think I – by the way, Scotty Scheffler just makes an eagle on oh. the par 5 fifth, so now he's in the class at two under. He was even par, so here comes Scotty Scheffler. But, yeah, I think I, I think I had the winning score at seven under or worse, so I'm not feeling super great about that right now. But, uh, yeah, the minus five is held up. But I don't see this being, even with the early scoring, it's going to get harder as we go throughout the days, obviously. I still don't think this will be anything crazy. Maybe 11 under is kind of where I'm feeling right now just from what we saw earlier today. But hopefully it stays in that seven range so I can win that bet, Brett. Let's be honest. All right. Uh, We'll keep you updated on the PGA Championship and and some of the golf. How about we talk a little more golf with a Hollywood twist? right now and uh stop me if you're not ready for this casey but uh we're all kevin, good all good kevin rom is hosting a uh celebrity tournament this week to benefit st jude's research hospital at tbc sawgrass this is something we've done our show from his event in years ago when it was down at world golf village then the pandemic hit and other things but uh kevin rom's a really good dude he's an actor and uh, you know some of the uh, things that he's been in, like, I mean, he's made appearance in Friends and uh, Judging Amy, but you most notably might know him from Mad Men, right, Casey? Uh, yes, that is correct, and or Desperate Housewives, depending on what your viewing habits are. Yes, because my viewing habits are different, So, and my knowledge of remembering scenes is not as good as yours. That's why I say, right, Casey? Uh, but Just Kevin Rom's a really cool dude, and we've actually got him coming on our Dream 18 podcast and show next week. But we did a little bit of a preview of his event, which starts with like a songwriter's uh, concert, if you will, tonight, and uh, then goes into a, a full four-day event, which includes golf at TPC Sawgrass and Dyes Valley Course. Here's our conversation with Hollywood actor Kevin Rom. Brett Martino, Casey Kurtz, and say hello to Kevin Rom. We're going Hollywood here on the show uh, today, and Kevin Rom is a guy who's made himself familiar to the Northeast Florida with uh, the Rom Celebrity Golf Tournament to benefit St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. And uh, Kevin, you got the big event coming up this weekend. Tell us a little bit about it. Seems like it's changed locations. Uh, we have we have moved locations this year. We are uh, fortunate enough to be have our golf tournament this year at TPC Sawgrass. 
playing both courses Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we are very excited. That's our first time there. We moved to this, the Marriott right next door. And, uh, t- and tonight's the first night of the year. We have songwriters night tonight. But we're very excited to, to, to be on those courses. I, I don't unfortunately get to play in my own tournament because I'm shaking photos and shaking hands and kissing babies. Um, and uh, so what I, what I do get to do is stand on 17 uh, tee box and uh, hit to that island green for two days in a row while we're taking photos. That is a, a, we, can say we, we can bet on the over-under of balls in the water. That is a good gig. And by the way, what is there an over-under set, or should we help you set it? We should, we should, I think we should help set it. Okay, we will. We'll, set it. we'll figure that out before the end of it. We, we certainly would do that. Uh, how did you, you, obviously an actor coming from Hollywood, and, and how did you guys find Northeast Florida? You did this at uh, World Golf Village in the past. We brought our show on ESPN 690 down there, and you've done a fantastic job. Obviously, you weathered a pandemic and everything else, and here you are back at it in Northeast Florida now over in Ponte Vedra. Uh, they do give big portions at Metro Diner. You found that out today as well. Um, but how did, why Northeast Florida? Why this area? Why are you sticking with it uh, for this uh, tournament? Honestly, honestly, one of our one of our sponsors, uh, he's a big music fan, and we were trying to get him to come, uh, trying to uh, trying to get him to come out to uh, Patrick Warburton's tournament in Palm Springs, and we were like, uh, they were trying to bring him out there, and he was like, yeah, I don't really golf, but I love the music. You guys should do an event like this here in Northeast Florida, and they're like, well, we need someone to you know uh, donate you know x amount of dollars per year just to get us going. So we're in the black to start, and he goes, "Okay, let's do it." And so that's what we. So as, a, as our a, a friend of ours that brought us down here for that, and then we uh, fell in love with it, fell in love with the location. Then we like this this year we had the chance to move over to uh, the Sawgrass. Kevin Rahm with us here on ESPN 690. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital speaks for itself. I mean, the stories, uh, it, it opens your heart. It opens your wallets. Uh, it must not be a difficult ask to support such a, a phenomenal research hospital. Yeah, it is. It is the easiest ask for for my money. Um, you know, I my 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 relation to St. Jude is interesting. Uh, I my first big television job was a Wit Thomas production, and uh, Wit Thomas was it was uh, the productions was uh, Danny Thomas' son, Danny Thomas, who founded St. Jude Children's Injury Research Hospital. But I found out I had another connection the last couple of weeks. Uh, my pediatrician in Shreveport, Louisiana, was a guy named Dr. Mack. And uh, he, Dr. Mack, was the first uh, doctor in North Louisiana to start sending kids to St. Jude when they when when it was necessary. And he, he fell in love with it. He followed this one kid's journey, and then fell in love with the hospital, and became a spokesperson for them, and, and uh, got on the board for a long time. And someone came to him and said, "Hey, I have this house. I want to donate it to the kids of St. Jude." And he was like, "Sure," not knowing how they were going to do that. And then he was his idea to sell raffle tickets for $100, and they raffled off the first dream home. And that started in Shreveport, Louisiana, and they've raised over $600 million to this day with the dream homes all across the country. That's, a, so that's my other connection with St. Jude. Yeah, that's terrific. And, and by the way, speaking of money, I, I think it was last year over $1 million uh, a check. How unfathomable is that? How, like, uh, I mean, that i, I got to get emotional, so right? Coming, Oh, I, I, I get emotional every time there's a check. The year one, we raised uh, a little over $700,000. And that, our goal was five. And, and that just, just to break, you know, to break 500 was amazing. Year two, obviously, was the pandemic year. And we raised f- over five just online with some concerts, online concerts. And then last year, the goal was to break five again, you know, break, or break 700. We wanted 701 just to get a little bit more than the year 
year one, and we end up raising one point one three. Oh. And uh, every time, every time one of those checks comes out, I'm, I'm a big, I, I cry commercials, so I, I lose it every time. And uh, we're hoping, hoping to beat that again this year. Kevin Rahm of uh, Judging Amy and Desperate Housewives and, and Mad Men fame uh, joining us, actor. Uh, he's got his big golf tournament coming up, uh, the Rahm uh, Celebrity Golf Tournament, uh, which raises money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And you guys do it in a different way. It's cool, right? You got Songwriters Night on Thursday, St. Jude Jam on Friday, the soiree, and then the golf on the weekend. Uh, why all that stuff? And, and does everybody like all that stuff, especially since you're bringing them in uh, from out of town? Oh, absolutely! It's an event. I mean, it is. A, we we tell everyone you can't describe it. I, I can I can try to describe it to you. I can tell you who's going to be there and all the you know rock and roll hall of famers are going to come stage in an intimate setting. But you you can't understand it until you experience it. But it is it is definitely a marathon. We have we also tell people to, to take your time. Uh, don't don't go too heavy night one because you get three more nights of it. Uh, we've had some people you know we had a couple of friends not make it to you know Sunday morning on time for their tea time because it. After Saturday, but um, yeah, we have Songwriters Night tonight, which is uh, we have four Nashville songwriters. They've all written number one hits, and they get up on stage and they tell you the story of writing that song, and then they sing their acoustic version of it. And then uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night for the pairings party, we have uh, the jam session, and that is a band called Six Wire, which is maybe the best band out there is for my money, and, and, and people like Alice Cooper will attest to that. Uh, but last year we had Alice Cooper, we had Mike Mills from REM, we had uh, this year, I know for sure we have Wally Palmer from the Romantics, Al Paris from Cool and the Gang. Um, I'm going to forget who else. I can't. I don't have a list for me right now. But it's, we we do about a two and a half hour concert tomorrow night. All Rock and Roll Hall of Famers get up and sing two or three of their hit songs that you know. And then on Saturday night after the the St. Jude Soiree, where we raised the money for St. Jude, <clears throat> we they, 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 that guy who's like me get up. And so I get up and do little David Bowie. Last year we had Christopher Jackson, who was. Uh, he was uh, George Washington from the original cast of Hamilton. He got up and did Superstition, which just blew the house, blew the doors off the house. Um, yeah, uh, my buddy Kunal's been up there before. Uh, trying to think who else is who else is. I know Richard Richard Parn is getting up there this year. Um, yeah, it's full house. And, uh, we're happy to be on that same stage as those guys were. Kevin, when you talk about some of the people that are going to be at your event, which is awesome, I'm looking at the list, and there's, like, such a wide collection of people, uh, in my opinion. You mentioned Patrick Warburton, who is uh, scheduled to appear at your thing, but then you also have a guy like Brad Penny, who was great in Major League Baseball, and you have athletes, and you have singers. Yeah. Are these all people that you're friends with? Are these people that just want to help raise money, or do they love golf? How do you come to this collection of great people at your event? Well... First of all, you have a great group of people who make sure it all happens. Clark Rainey being the main one for the golf. Uh, he's been running golf tournaments for 20-plus years. He's the one that helps Patrick create create the Warburton, which is, you know, Patrick last year, they raised this last year almost $4 million that one weekend. Wow. That's who we're trying to catch. And our, our tournament's based off their that format, Patrick's format. And it's the same people that run both. So it's a combination of Clark knowing people, then I ask my buddies, and then, but I'd say what happens, and, and this is the easiest part of it, once they get there and once they see what we're doing and, and how, and, and they feel the energy of that room where we raise the paddle for those kids, everyone wants to come back. Now, it doesn't hurt that you call them and say, hey, do you want to come play TPC Sawgrass? That doesn't hurt. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, you know, having people fly across the country, I have a lot of my buddies from California that are coming out and having, you know, two planes to get over here. They, they, it, doing it once is one thing, but to come back, that means they, 
they love more than just golf and more than just the course and more than just me. It's it's for the it's for the kids of St. Jude. Actor uh, Kevin Rom with us here on ESPN 690. Uh, by the way, when you call it like the Rom, how many people think it's really John? Well, it's funny. Three years ago, no one. <laughs> but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, before when you when you like three years ago, if you googled Rom Golf, my picture came up. And now you got to go way down that list to find a picture of me, uh, which is fine as long you know as, as long as it, if it if it catches an eyeball and makes someone click on the link, that'll be great. But yeah, he is, what a meteoric rise. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you I, I, we're we have very different body styles, but I, I feel like I taught him everything. So how many play, are you double teed? Uh, are you like 144 golfers field? Are you two different waves? Like no, how many we, people? we have we have 40 teams this year okay. and we are splitting them over two golf courses. So I, I don't think we'll ever go over like 44. Uh, we like to get the, uh, the ballroom is not huge at the Marriott at the Marriott here, which we like. It's a more intimate setting. Um, and we, we call, you know, it's a family affair. Like a lot of the same people keep coming back. So you see all the same people every year. It becomes like a family event, like a family reunion almost. But yeah, so we have 40 teams this year. Um, and so we'll have 20 on each, 20 on each, so we have two, two, two double ups on each, on each course each day. Oh, that's right. That's good. That'll move it yeah, along so too. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully just a seven hour round. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, really what I'm trying to calculate <laughs> is how much should I set the over-under at for your oh, game oh, yeah, in the so water? 40, so you're working on the over-under, 40 teams. 40, 40 teams. chances. 40 now, chances. Now, we do have our one of our one of our other money donors, Norelli, Joe Norelli, has, uh, he's, he's putting $100 a pop on uh, me versus the team, each team as they come through, if I can put it closer. Wow, that's great! So I've been work. I've been working on my wedge game. Are Are you a pretty decent golfer? Like, what? what is, do you have a handicap? What do you like to play? Uh, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a nine. I think right now I'm a nine nine index. Oh, you're good then. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll yeah, be good. I'm okay. So, I'm okay. I'm okay for an amateur. Yeah, I think. Uh, now listen, that can be tricky. I think I don't know what the weather looks like this weekend. Hopefully, it's really good. I don't know what the wind's up. You never know. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice to you here, and I'm gonna set the. Uh, you're gonna get used to whatever you're gonna hit. Now you're also going to get a little tired and fatigued. That's true. So that's true. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to put the over under on for 40 shots. Now you'll probably hit a couple extras, but out of 40 shots, I'm going to put it at like uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half in the water. Yeah. I like it. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. So you over under seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. So right. I, I like the half. You, it's it, a true, it's true gambler. Oh, yeah, true gambler. Like, listen, we're not pushing anything here, okay? <laughs> that's what we do here. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's this a diet. This is why Vegas hey, always wins. There's a Diet Coke on the line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Diet uh, Coke. Diet Coke on the line. I could use a Diet Coke right now. That is Kevin Rom. He's really a fun guy. And uh, go check him out. By, by the way, check out his resume. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Mad Men is obviously the big one. But uh, coming up on our Dream 18 podcast and show, so this will be next week, we talk to him more about golf and Hollywood in golf and how much Hollywood plays golf and where they play. Uh, and like a dream foursome for him, we talk through that. Uh, and also more about, like, Casey asked a great question about, about – uh, some of his appearances, including Friends, and and uh, not just maybe the shows that that he starred in, but these one-offs. So um, it's really a cool scene. Uh, we, we, we Kevin Ron's been cool to us over the last few years as we got to know him a little bit. And we appreciate him jumping in, and uh, we wish him all the best this week. If you have a chance to get involved with his Rom Celebrity Golf Tournament. Uh, make sure you go look that up. Benefit St. Jude's Research Hospital. And uh, this year it's over at TPC Sawgrass. 
uh, really a fun four days if you can be a part of it. We're having a lot of fun out here at Baldwin High School. Uh, it's hot, but we don't care. There you Big go. day. Big day, Keystone Heights against Baldwin in softball. And by the way, this isn't the only one. you got Middleburg, and they're going to Tallahassee late. They move things around because of graduation. We've got a couple more games tomorrow. Uh, Columbia baseball in the final four. That's today. So we wish them luck because it's already started. It started at 4 o'clock. Really? And how about the news of, oh, my, Mick Huber. How does Casey feel about that? Maybe the uh. voice of his childhood hanging it up with very little fanfare. We talk about that when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 live from Baldwin High School. You need a guy who can get it done on both ends. I'm not saying Steph can't do it on both ends. And, and it's it's paining me to say this because of what Steph brings offensively. But what Jimmy Butler is doing offensively is competing with what Steph is doing offensively and what Jimmy Butler is bringing defensively. Who else is doing that? Who else is dominating? Who else is dominating on ball as well as, as well as off the ball? He's able to be in two places at one time. I mean, you're watching, you watch the third quarter. He wasn't guarding his man, but he his man, he knew where his man was. I mean, steal after steal is just putting his stamp on the game. I don't know who that is. Uh, is that a basketball guy? Like, it would make sense it's a basketball guy. I'm going to say it's uh, Richard Jefferson. Uh, it's not Richard Jefferson. It is Vince Carter. Ah, Vince Carter's doing some stuff, huh? Hey, man. He's out there. Restaurant business didn't work out, so he's like, let's try this media business. You always take that shot at him every time I play Vince Carter sound. I I, well, every that's time. what I think of. I think of that restaurant right there on, like, the exit 265 in Daytona. Yeah. And I just, like, can't believe how long it lasted. Because every time I, like, ever saw it, there was nobody there. Jeez. No, I'm serious. Like, there might have been. Like, they might have done well. Like, there's a lot of restaurants that are like that. Like, a lot of places are like, how does this place survive? You got any others you want to call out? Nah, including really. Vince Carter's. Well, the one thing I can do is call about Vince Carter's because I know Vince Carter isn't, uh, he, he's not sponsoring the show. Probably not. <laughs> um, so, a, a shout out, by the way, to everyone's restaurant out here in Baldwin. Stopped in there. Cool little place. Uh -huh. I didn't eat but a cool little place. And then I think uh, I think it's called, I hope I'm doing this right, Willie's Barbecue, I believe, across the street. Uh, that's where they're going to get some barbecue. And oh, I am okay. going to have some of that. You put See, your order in ahead I, of time. I should have came out there then. I know. it. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, it's a real funny. deal out here, man. We ain't messing around in Baldwin. Look, fine folks in Baldwin. I got a shirt. I don't know if Creekside people will like if I have this on, but uh, I got, got a little hat, too, got a little visor. You go with a little Spurrier visor if we want. What so, the heck? Yeah, we got some Baldwin gear. Why didn't I come out there? Hey, you know, you got to make the effort. Gotta make the Don't effort. do that, because I'm pretty sure I mentioned it yesterday when you mentioned the food part of it. I was like, hey, now yeah, you know, I might go out there now. A little dangerous for you to come out here uh, yeah, with that know. laptop. I, yeah. but, and knock on wood, but the connection has been fantastic so far. Hey, way to say it, though. Well done. Um, so, anyway, uh, speaking of high school sports, I think I was just following along. Columbia baseball's playing. And it sounds like you have found the name. Now, you're a Florida guy, so, well, you're kind of Indiana guy, but you high school in Florida. I would think you would have known the name. But this is the first name. I've never run into this name before in covering high school. And sometimes, like, one of the hardest things to do in our job is, like, if you float around. Like, I obviously grew up in Rhode Island, went to school in Ohio. You go to Louisiana. My first job, back to Providence, and then to Albany, and now here, is, like, pronunciations mm -hmm. of high school names. Some of them are tricky. 
like just some you just don't know or you don't say it right. I mean, still to this day, probably don't say some of them the way I should say them. And so this one, Columbia is playing somebody by the name of E A U. A space and then G A L L I E. Correct. Right? Spelling B second place. Well done. So that I'm assume we're thinking is O Galley? That is what we're thinking. Or no, okay. U Galley is what I said, didn't I? No, I think you said O. Oh. Like I would say O. I mean that's like it's E A U. Martin O. Oh yeah, you should have known this, dude. It's your oh, name. Yeah, but it just, like, I wasn't sure is my point. Like, I can guess at it, and I probably would guess right. But even the galley part is weird. Like, that doesn't look like galley to me. Could it be golly? No, I just listened to it again. It's O-Galley. So, O-Galley. Yeah. According to pronouncewiki.com. Oh, yeah, we're going deep now. There's a reputable sources. Um, they don't even have ads. Oh, now they do. That's ironic. Just pop right, up. Do me a favor. Uh-huh. O-Galley. Where do they live? Like, where are they from? Uh, Melbourne. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Columbia is a 5A school. O'Galley's a 5A school. Like, this is a pretty decent-sized school. I've been down to Melbourne, Vieira area. Yeah. I've driven by a lot. I don't remember seeing a sign for O'Galley. You must have missed it, man. It's in the section of the city of Melbourne, Florida, located on the city's northern side, Brevard County. Yeah, Brevard County's big. Uh, they have. Do they have anything that they're known for? Can you uh, give us a little history of O'Galley? I'm gonna be honest with you. The first thing that pops up, I probably shouldn't share on the air. Okay, please don't. Um, because you know what's his name? Like, who is it? Is it Chastain? Ross Chastain? Is he doing the watermelon crawl? He's doing Chastain's the watermelon, a watermelon guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like that's cool stuff about like there are places in Florida. Like I, I'm like, where is that? There are a lot of places. I've been here 14 years. I still don't know some of the places in Florida. And Ross Chastain, he's a NASCAR driver, and he smashes watermelons because they grow watermelons where he's from. Yeah, he's down by where I'm from, Brent. He's yeah, in that so, area. So, like, that's cool. But I was looking for something like that from O'Galley, and I'd never heard of it. So, anyway, long story short, Columbia, good luck to them. They're in the Final Four today in 5A. First time they've ever made it to the Final Four. And they uh, were scoreless the last time I checked. The game started at 4 o'clock, so looking for a W to get to the state championship game. Hey, Brent. Yeah. I found out that Tim Wakefield and Prince Fielder both went there. Really? I knew Wakefield was in the Melbourne area. Yep. They're the Commodores. Wait, uh, and you said who? Prince Fielder? Yeah, Prince. Now, Cecil must have moved. Now, listen, we've seen Prince Fielder's kid at the uh, ballpark in the past, like in the travel ball scene. Mm -hmm. So that makes some sense to me. They obviously live in Florida. He lives in Orlando now. Okay. Um, you see a lot of the former, well, not a lot, but a good amount of them over the years. Like Livian Hernandez, uh, we've seen, uh-huh. um, and his kid and, and some others along the way. But, uh, wow, so they both went to O'Galley. Yeah. And we didn't know, like, I seriously have not, don't remember seeing that. Like, I don't know if they have a football team or are they just not very good at football? Oh, they got a football team because they also have former NFL lineman for the New York Jets, Matt Walters, as an alumni. Really? Mm-hmm. They got a team. Well, Matt Walters, I don't really... I mean, offensive lineman. Did he play for the Patriots, too? Or just the Jets? Uh, yeah, just the Jets. Any other famous people? Um, I mean, Melbourne's a good spot now. We got Jeff Tam. I know them. I, I don't know. Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, we got Carter Stewart, who is currently uh, in the Korean Baseball League. So that's pretty cool. All right. Good deal.
playing pro ball. So it sounds so, like the baseball program's kind of legit. Yeah, it does sound like it's pretty legit. Welcome to O'Galley. Good luck to Columbia. Sorry, O'Galley, but we're rooting for Columbia. Yeah, we are. Um, and uh, Columbia in the Final Four for the first time. Baldwin, we just had Jennifer Shields on. Baldwin, with a win tonight, could get to the Final Four, and they believe, she believes, the fi- first Final Four in any sport here on campus. That's pretty cool. Now, that would be something. That would be really cool. Yeah. I actually thought, because I, I know they've been good at softball, but maybe just recently since I've been, like, more involved in softball. Uh, but I thought they had, like, more of a, like, a, like, even had won maybe a state championship over the years or something like that uh, because they always seem like they're good. But, uh, well, good and winning state championships is a different kind of good because it's hard to do in this state in baseball and softball. We know that. All right, I brought up Mick Hubert. Uh, I'm not a Gator. So let's be honest. Like, Mick Hubert doesn't do a ton for me. I respect the heck out of it. What was it, 33 years, I think, at Florida? Yeah. And the voice of the Gators, and oh, my. You know, like, so, like, I get it. And I, and I, I love that part about, I think that really resonates often in college sports, uh, maybe even more than the pros, but it certainly resonates in my lifetime and listening to the Red Sox and Celtics and, and you name it, right? Um, part of the reason I grew up wanting to be in the business, quite frankly, is listening to people like Mick Hubert, who you would – May basically be the soundtrack of your of your childhood in many respects and, and how you relate to sports and you can hear the calls and, and echo the calls. Mike Gorman, I can still like hear him this Michael Smith used to be on the Providence Friars. Gorman later would move on to the Celtics. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing the Celtics, but he did it for a long time with Heinsohn, Tommy Heinsohn. And he would say Michael Smith played for a couple years at Providence and I would hear him on the radio and he'd be like, Michael, Michael motorcycle. Whoa. And it'd be like, that's what you remember. Like, yeah, no, I remember sure. that call. I don't know what Michael Smith's doing. I think he played for the Sacramento Kings, actually, for a little bit. Oh. And maybe bounced around the NBA. That's cool. But he was just, like, rugged, big, I mean, strong dude. And uh, that would be the call from Gorman when he was doing the, 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 the PC Friars game. And then, he obviously, graduated on to the, the Celtics. Uh, guys like Don Orsillo, who actually got to know when early in my, my broadcast career, did the Red Sox for a long time with Jerry Remy, the late Jerry Remy. And now Orsillo actually is doing the San Diego Padres. Uh, it's funny, Ty said the other day, because he heard a call um, in the Padres game. He's like, this guy must be the best guy. He's like, this guy always is on. I love this calls. <laughs> That's what he said about Orsillo, uh, which was kind of neat to, to hear him say that. Uh, but, you know, Hubert's 33 years. Think about how many graduating classes. Think about how many alums. Think about how many moms and now kids and dads and now kids all love Hubert. It's a lot. You know, same thing. Uh, we just heard Gene Deckerhoff is going to move on from Florida State, right? And he's going to uh, stay with the Bucks for one more year. But, I mean, these guys, like, part of the staple of, like, childhood or memories of your favorite team are these voices. And uh, that's not an overstatement. Like, that's what they are. And, like, it doesn't even matter if they're good. Like, like, you can sit here and say, okay, are they good or not? And I'm not, I mean, Hubert's fine. Hubert's good. Deckerhoff's great. Like, all those things. But it doesn't matter. Like, you remember those iconic moments wherever you were on the couch or at the stadium or driving or driving home and listening to it. And, uh, man, I think Florida lost a big part of them today. I think the Florida fan base lost a, a big piece of them. And, well, thankfully, he's not gone. He's just going to go retire, and, and good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I think it's a big blow to Gator fan. Like, I think there's probably a bit of a sadness that maybe they don't even fully understand today if you're a big, big Gator fan. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with FSU and Daggerhoff. Again, it's very weird that, or ironic, I guess I should say, that 
they're going out at the same time, which is kind of a cool thing if you, like, really think about it. Like, it's almost like we do it with the coaches all the time when they change football coaches and we put them on the same path. Now we're putting announcers on the same path because they'll both take over at the same time. So that's just a little subplot. But, yeah, I think when I think about it, my dad says, oh, my, all the time. Does he? Like, for stuff that has nothing to do with the Gators, right? It could be any sport and any time, <laughs> but he just takes that. And then, like, when I was a kid, he'd be like, you know why I'm saying that? I'd be like, no, Dad. And then now he'll be like, you know why I'm saying that? I'd be like, yes, Dad, I do. You've been doing it for 25 <laughs> years. So I do understand where it's coming from. But That's it, though, right? I- I- exactly. So that's kind of where my mind first goes when you tell when uh, we saw this news pop up. But, yeah, uh, it'll be different listening to Florida athletics from this point on, and we can just hope that it continues to – have a high standard that it it had for the last 33 years. Yeah, listen, I can really I'm, again. I'm not a Gator fan, but uh, I'm not a Florida State fan either. But I just appreciate that what they mean uh, to the fan base, to the people, to the kids, probably to even the guys making plays. Like uh, you, again, they are the soundtrack of their careers. Some of the most epic plays in Florida Gator history or Florida State history are called by Hubert and Deckerhoff. And it is kind of ironic that both have been kind of the voices for whatever it is, uh, more than three decades for both, and and now calling it uh, a career uh, at the same time. You know, Beer Frog's beard said not going to be the same, and I agree. Like, it doesn't sure. mean Florida is going to be bad at sports now, but it isn't going to be the same. No. It's not going to sound the same. Like, you know, sitting here in Baldwin, and you think about some of the things that are just like the fabric of this community that – you know, if I'm living in St. John's County, I, I don't fully understand, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is small-town America, and this is awesome, and there's cool stuff, and, and we're sitting in pickup trucks in center field. Like You are. But, like, that's the same kind of feel that a voice of a team brings you. It's like this subconscious that it's like, yeah, you don't get it if you're not a Gator fan, or you don't get it if you're not a Noel fan. And, like, me coming in from the outside, at first I was like, eh, okay, Mick Hubert, whatever. <laughs> You know, yeah. but that's because I didn't grow up with McHuber. But then I would give you Michael Michael Motorcycle and Mike Gorman. And you'd be like, Brent, that's stupid. And I'd be like, no, it's not. Like, I remember sitting in my room listening to that, you know, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it uh, it means something uh, to all of us. Uh, my buddy Chris says, going to be very surreal without hearing Gene Deckerhoff's voice this season. And uh, he did say Dick Enberg. Uh, started oh my and I remember watching a lot of the tennis and football on NBC with Deck Enberg and he was an oh my guy and by the way Hubert's not the only oh my guy neither is Enberg there are multiple oh my guys um, but it's a thing and and uh, it's I don't think Mick Hubert goes to the grocery store very often without hearing oh my probably not and that will not change and, yeah, and there's something tough. really cool about that that's yeah. not tough it's something really cool about that uh, left an impact on a lot of people with his voice. That's uh, pretty neat. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. We're at Baldwin High School. And by the way, some comments in the last uh, 15 minutes or so from Nick Saban. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But before we do so, oh, baby, I wouldn't mind right after the show jumping over to iCryo. Now, it's a little bit of a drive from where I'm at in Baldwin, but... If I could jump into that cryotherapy chamber for a few minutes, that would feel really good right now because it's pretty hot out here. But uh, seriously, you don't have to cool off in the cryotherapy chamber. It's good for your body and recovery. And try it out. 
at iCryo down St. John's County Pavilion at Durban Park, uh, something the entire family does. They go several times a week, uh, and, and myself included. Well, hopefully we'll see you over there. Uh, but recovery from your lifestyle, from your work week, from maybe an injury, from athletics, uh, and that's uh, for adults and for kids as well. In fact, Tyler and Kaylee uh, use it a bunch. Kaylee to uh, that compression uh, for her arm and, and tie for his legs. And then they use the cryotherapy and the red light therapy and the sauna. Uh, you can also do different things like uh, body sculpting and IV infusions. So go check it out. It's iCryo, St. John's County Pavilion at Durban Park. And I got this in just yesterday and shared this with you. Uh, but they have student-athlete passes now. So something to maybe uh, to get the kids and the student-athletes. Six lifestyle services for 99 bucks. $25 anytime for a lifestyle service. The usual price uh, for anyone is $39. And so it's a good discount for student-athletes. Also, uh, you can do uh, Wellness Wednesdays uh, for $20 lifestyle services and 20% off IVs. Uh, they also have some packages out there where you can save a bunch of money. And one other thought for iCryo, May is uh, Appreciation Month for nurses and first responders, uh, teachers and military, so you get one free lifestyle service. So a little bit of something for everybody at iCryo. Download the app to find out more or just go visit them at the Pavilion at Durban Park in St. John's County. It's iCryo. Brent Martineau along with Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. i got to get an update in a moment on... Uh, you all right? You punching stuff? I'm killing Are a bug. Going I forgot. I forgot that my mic was on. I'm killing a bug. This I mean, this like biggish bug just came out from under the board, and it threw me off a bit. So I grabbed the sticky notes and I smushed it to death. All right. Well, there you go. Why do we have bugs in here? Um, I don't know. But the yellow flies are out now. So much so oh, that like I wanted to that. go for a walk yesterday and Steph would not go for like a 20 minute walk in the evening because she's like afraid of the yellow fly. She's that much afraid. And she sent me a pe picture the other day where she killed the yellow fly. Like there is nice. nothing better than killing a yellow fly. Well done. That very few clap. things. Yeah. Very few things are better. How about this out uh, on the Nick Saban front, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Brett McMurphy uh, shared a bunch of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm scrolling down. Um, only 142 days away, Texas A&M, Alabama. Projected point spread. <laughs> it's a joke. Alabama 20-and-a-half over Texas A&M. I think it's probably a joke. Yeah. Um, the uh, SEC issues public reprimand of Alabama's Nick Saban and Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher for their comments in the last 24 hours. They are violating the SEC bylaws 10.23 and 10.52 related to ethical conduct for derogatory comments, and public criticism of another institution's athletic program. Oh, boy, that's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Hey, keep paying players or cheating or doing whatever you want to do, but please don't reprimand publicly the opposing school. <laughs> now, that is college sports in a nutshell. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is college sports in a nutshell. Not, we are going to begin an investigation on both programs. No, we are mad that you publicly stated anything negative toward them. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. What a world. That, that is so good. Uh, and meanwhile, I guess Nick Saban was on uh, Sirius XM's college channel, hmm. and he said, I should never have singled anyone out. That was a mistake. I apologize for that. No. Uh, he goes on to say he tried to contact Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders. I reached out to them. I never got a response. I feel bad about it. I'm not changing my philosophy. I look at the betterment of college football. 
Don't and, apologize. Well, he didn't, though. See, that's Saban. That's the ego in all of us. But that's like when you want your kid to apologize and you half apologize, right? And you get mad at your kid or he's going to get mad at his student athlete for half apologizing, not taking full, full accountability. That's a half apology. Mm. Like, that's like, oh, yeah, I reached out to him. They didn't return my call, but I still believe what I said. That is true, yeah. I mean, point. that's a half apology. Like, he's doing everything. That's what I, these guys, I mean, tell you, they live in this world. They just live in this world that, that, that the rest of us don't live in for a lot of different reasons. But, I mean, he just did what he would probably criticize somebody else for doing. Yes. Half apology. Correct. I wasn't wrong. But I'm going to apologize because you told me to. There you go. Because it's raising a fuss. Come on, Saban. Grow up, man. You're like 70. True. I like the Jimbo Fisher didn't answer his call, by the way. Like, I love that part of it. And Dion. Like, who doesn't answer? Is that the first call that Saban's ever made that nobody picked up? Probably. To be honest with you, yeah. Since this, since he became the head coach of Alabama, probably. When he was the coach of the Dolphins, people weren't answering, bro. But, like, now that he's at Alabama, yeah, for sure. I mean, like... Can you imagine, like, if you're, like, I'm thinking about that more now, just in kind of like, well, a half-hitting, half-apology kind of way. But has Nick Saban ever called anybody and they didn't pick up, like, other than his wife? Probably like, yeah, tired of talking to you today, Nick. But, like, any coach, anybody in the media, any athlete, Nick Saban calls, they're picking up Deion Sanders and Jimbo Fisher said, no thanks. I love it. Love it. So good. I'm telling you, man, this could be... Take, like, the actual, like, punishment out of it. I just need this rivalry in my life. Like, I just love now the fact that Jimbo Fisher, like, hates him. For <laughs> for whatever reason, like, I love that that's going to become a thing now. Like, I can't wait for whatever you said, 100 and some days till the game. Like, I'm hype. For no yeah, reason. Don't care about really either does. team. Yeah, it does set. It sets all this in motion to be, like, really kind of a great story in the offseason. Like, again, the SEC, you can, they're going to do much. The SEC is going like, to publicly say, yeah, they violated the bylaw or whatever. And they're going to love every minute of it because the SEC is going to, like, reap the benefits of it. Right. That Alabama-Texas game will be, I'm sorry, Alabama-Texas uh, A&M game will be the highest-rated game of 2022. Yes. Like, you can, you can name it right now. Like, CBS, you know CBS gets the, the pick? I think it was the last year, or was last year, uh, maybe one more after. Um, they get a pick, like, what's their 8 o'clock game, like the 3.30 game. Like they, I think they get first dibs mm-hmm. on what game they want to make, like a primetime game. That's it. You can see that one on CBS 47 coming up in the fall, folks. <laughs> yes. That's where Wait, you'll find that, that game. game? What is, are, are they, I mean, I'm assuming. You just said it, 120-some days. Now we can just I know, I don't now. know, like, what the date, but, like, yeah, October, November, whatever that date is, it will be on CBS 47 at 8 o'clock, and preceding it will be SEC tonight. There you go. On CBS 47. With Brent Martino. And we'll do a whole hour on Nick Saban against Jim, Jimbo Fisher. There you go. But, I mean, seriously, like, I think, I think this is a bad couple of days for Saban. October 8th, by the way. October 8th, okay. Um, it's a bad couple of days for Saban because he said what he said. He's calling other programs out. You shouldn't be doing that. And then on top of it, this half-apology stuff where I'm still not wrong. And I'm telling you, Nick, if you were sitting right here, right now, respect the heck out of you. done an unbelievable job. But why don't you make this right and say what the real problem is and what it's been in college sports and college football and NIL and how we got here. It's your fault, Nick. You and your other coaches who are making $11.5 million a year, you've made it into a money game. And if you're making it into a money game, 
presidents are making it into the money game, NCAA is making it into a money game, and also TV networks are making it into a money game. Who's going to be next to make it into the money game? Oh, student athletes. And now they've made it into a money game, and you don't like it. It's your fault, Nick. Get him. It's your fault. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5, live from Baldwin High School. Indians play Keystone Heights in a really good one tonight on the softball diamond in the regional finals for the right to go to the Final Four. Coming up next, Joe Burrow with some interesting comments. Can we tie him to Trevor and the Jags at some point? We hear from Joe with a whole bunch of swag. Joey Burr. On ESPN 690.